Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Peter. And we are parents of two children, Alberto and Rosina. Each week we sit down together and chat about the reality of raising children. So, if you're a new parent, expecting or just want to see what it's all about, this is the place for you. This, this is, is The, the Parent Sesh. Everybody, welcome back to the Parent Sash. Hello, everybody. How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. You're How good. You? I'm very well. <laughs> you know, that might have seemed like I was directing that at you, the listener, but I'm also here with my beautiful co-host, my wife, Peter. We've had a big week, haven't we? Yeah, busy. Lots very, of things happening. Very busy. None more so than our beautiful little girl. Turning one. One. Can you believe it? I, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just remember how fast this year has gone and you just can't believe that she's one. Mm, I got very emotional, I have you to did. say. I, yeah. I just, I felt like we're past the stage of saying baby. Like, she's still a baby, but. I don't know. Well, once, she's, once they're one, are they a baby? Well, she's walking now. <laughs> yeah. And this week had a really sweet moment where just, it was, I think, the day after her birthday mm. where she just got up and started walking. Mm. She has been taking a couple of steps at a time here or there for a good few weeks, like for even beyond a month. Nothing you'd write that. home about though. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Um, but yes, this is much more uh, confident. Confident and from one side of the room to the other side of the room and she has a direction. She can know, change direction she, she too. She can change direction. She knows what she's going after. She's not just she's not just taking a couple of steps, you know? Well, on, on the, I think it was the day after her birthday, she just kind of made a decision to just really start walking from point to point. Mm. And Alberto was so sweet in trying to help her. Mm -hmm. He wanted to really like- Be on the other end, yeah. on the receiving end. <laughs> he was, he wanted to be the person she walked to mm -hmm. and he would get to the other side of the room and he'd go, good girl. And then he'd get up and he'd run to the other side and he'd be like, okay, come here, Racina. Mm -hmm. And- he just really made a point of making that happen. Yeah. And he wanted to be the one to sort of facilitate it. And cheer her on. Cheer her on. It mm. was really, really cute. We did capture some video, so we might try and put some of it into our socials so you can you can all bask in the beautiful moment with us. <laughs> but yeah, that was that's been that's been the week this week. It's it's been busy because it's because it's her birthday. It's her first birthday. You get busy and mm. it's, we're at the end of it now. Yeah. We just got to wait till next year for her next birthday. Yeah, it won't be as busy for us. No. But, um, we'll try not to make it as busy. I think once they, once they have their first birthday, that's enough. Mm. They can figure it out. The parties can figure it out for themselves after that. They can be a bit smaller. But this week we aren't just here to talk about everything to do with birthdays. We actually have a dedicated episode coming later in the season for that. Mm -hmm. 
Today, we're here to talk about socializing. So let's take a break and we'll come back soon. So this week, we really wanted to hone in on socializing. And what I mean by that is how, as parents, we face and the reality of facing social situations with children. Mm-hmm. And, and encouraging social Encouraging, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Being a part of it and what it's like putting your family into social situations with other families. Mm. You kind of have to because really what ends up happening when you have kids, if you've come from a group of friends that aren't yet having children, they don't have the – they're busy. They're always busy. Everyone's busy. Everyone's busy. Mm. And then kids become like another layer to try and add into that and it just doesn't work. So as parents, you're kind of not forced, but you then end up seeking out opportunities to socialise with other families. And I think we're always looking for families with kids around the same age. Sometimes it's great when they're a little bit older because then they can really encourage the child to play a little bit more. Um, but it can be tough when you've got, you're the only one with a child or there's a huge age disparity with the two children that are playing together. Especially when they're really young. Like Like a one-year-old and a four-year-old. It's hard because there's not a lot of common ground. Yeah. So you end up being or feeling pressured to find situations to put yourself in, hey, Let's go find these like-minded families that have kids. Mm. And you feel that way because there's this preconceived notion that that's how you meet other parents. Yeah. That's how you have kids that, oh, we met we met in swimming class and look at that. We're now best friends for 20 years. You kind of have that thought process that that's what's going to happen. Well, yeah, I think when you get advice from your parents or your family or older, I guess, generation of relatives. It's always, we met at this play group or we met at school or, or wherever. But I think in this day and age, it can be a little bit different because we did participate in those environments and try and encourage <laughs> a friendship and it just didn't work out. Well, we, we <laughs> Like at all, like no we bought socializing. In, we bought into it. We bought into mm. that that way of thinking. What, we tried. What did you think before we, like when we had our children, had Alberto, what were you thinking would happen? I 100% thought that because we don't have a lot of friends our age that have kids at the same time we're having kids and, you know, family, we didn't have that either. We don't have siblings having kids at the same time we are. So it was definitely like oh, but I'm going to 100% meet these other women or mothers or families at these activities. I just thought that that's exactly how it was going to go for us. But it happens in conversation too. Like mm. you're talking to people how, oh, it's, it's really hard. We don't have like Alberto's growing up sort of without kids to interact with a lot. Mm. Oh, don't worry. Once you get here, mm. They'll start. You'll start making friends. You'll meet someone 
once they're this age or yeah. once they can communicate and they can make a friend, you'll meet their parents and become friends. So we really bought into that notion because that's just what we kept getting told was going to happen. And we tried to manifest that in so many different ways, didn't mm. we? I think as well, just from my perspective is I am a bit of an introvert and it was really hard the thought of going into a situation to say you have to put yourself out there, you have to try, <laughs> go outside of your comfort zone to make a friend because that's what you need. That's um, going to help you, you know, help your children, help them socialize, help them interact with other kids, learn to share, etc. And I would go out and I'd try really, really hard and then it just wasn't lining up. What are some of the things that you tried? Well, we did swimming lessons with Alberto from seven months old. So mm. really, really early on because it was one of those things that we would, at that point, we were really wanting some friends that had children and a lot, a lot of our friends didn't. And the ones that did sort of like even now live their own sort of life and we get together here and there, but it wasn't that kind of steady ongoing regular sort of interaction so we're definitely looking for like even just at swimming lessons you'd be friends and then maybe go for coffee after and let the kids continue playing or you know play in the pool for longer so it sort of was one of those things that I thought was going to happen you go to swimming lessons and you make a friend <laughs> I remember thinking you know you'd see the same people every week and mm. you're like you know what at first maybe you just give Stand everyone a chance to get to know each other. And then yeah. you see the same people, you start to do the, I'm making a gesture like raising my head, you'd say hello, mm -hmm. and then slowly you're like- Or you say, what's your little one's name again? Mm -hmm. Just to try and start a conversation. Yeah. You go in thinking you're going to do that and you might try it, but you don't get it reciprocated mm -hmm. in those environments anymore. I really don't know why. And the other side of it, like I said before, is a thought I had was that they we could all just swim in the pool for a bit longer after the lesson. It's not like that. You no. Know, for the two swim schools we've been to, because we were at one before we moved and, you know, moving, we wanted one closer. So uh, we changed schools there. And at both of them, it's been the same experience that you, your child is only allowed in the swimming lesson pool at their swimming lesson time. And once the swimming lesson is over, you go get them changed and leave. That's just <laughs> the process. So it didn't happen. Mm. What were some other things we tried or what did you, cause I was working. So mm. I, during the week, it was a bit harder for me to try social things. But did you try anything else? I did go to a play group once. Oh, I remember this now, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I've, Forced you. Yeah. It not, was, well, look, forced is a very strong word. I didn't force. Encouraged. I encouraged <laughs> because it was, again, it was a thing where you, we showed desire to try and manifest some some people in a like-for-like -like situation so we could have a network again of people with children. Yeah. So we saw the play group. It was down the road from where we lived. Just go try it. Yeah. There's no harm. Just go try and again, you think, oh, this is going to work. 
Like, how's it not going to work? It's kids playing together. Everyone's in the same boat. Like, no one has friends. We're all looking for friends. That's why we're going, right? That's it. Mums <laughs> and parents all there standing around. The kids will play. Oh, your your son's playing really well with my child. Mm. Bam. Look at that. We've got best friends. We're all going to go on family holidays together. <laughs> <laughs> Should we lock I don't know if anyone's seen that episode of How I Met Your Mother where Marshall and Lily were desperate for couple friends. Should we should we go ahead and lock you in for New Year's now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it it wasn't like that. I remember walking into the room and there were all, there were just cliques of little groups of women all in very friendly conversation like they've known each other forever uh throughout and i remember that there was one uh group or two two mothers that were sort of together that did try and engage with me a little bit and i was you know going outside of my comfort zone first time being there their kids weren't playing with my kid it was just like they were just trying to be nice and include me i guess which is lovely but there was no common ground like everything we were talking about was just not lining up their kids were older they'd been friends for years and they were just coming to play group just for their social time because they've been friends for years yeah yeah it was a time they both could do and then they would walk around the lake afterwards together and it didn't really feel like i would be invited (laughs) any more it was more just like oh this while you're here yeah you're alone or Mm. this is clearly your first time I'll try and just say hello uh and that was kind of it I guess and And then I didn't go back (laughs) oh yeah that was it you tried it once and it didn't work and your introvert nature took over and was like well I put myself out there they haven't invited us over for a barbecue? No, <laughs> no, no. It was, it was the conversation. I think everyone knows when mm. you're in a conversation and the person doesn't really want to talk to you and they're just being polite and at any opportunity they're ready to like go, oh, I need to go and do this now and they leave. That's what, what it was like. So it's like we both knew that they're just being nice. Yeah. There's just, no intention behind it. There's no desire to continue a conversation. It's more just like, hi, what are you doing here? Like, it's like when you see that friend that you haven't seen in like 12 years mm. and you go, we should go for like a drink sometime. That'd be great. That's not happening. Like no intention. That's not happening. That is just pure, yeah, this sounds so cool to say right but now. also to leave the conversation, you've got to end on some yeah. point. So leaving it by saying we'll catch up is a good way to be like, I don't Bye. want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that can happen in that situation too. I remember you coming home and telling me about that and it just seemed destined that maybe it just we won't find friends that way. Yeah. And also I might just add that at the playgroup that I went to, there weren't any children Alberto's age mm. as well. So How old was he around that time? Was he after was it after he was one? He was yeah, after he was one. Um, but there was either like really, really new babies, which were um a sibling of an older child that had been going to the playgroup for mm for a long time. And I think the playgroup in particular was affiliated with a church and that's potentially how everyone kind of knew each other 
and I was just this random person coming yes. along. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and that. And everyone's like, who is that? Why is she here? It's like those scenes in movies and TV shows when, like, the doors fling open to, yeah. a, like, a really busy, like, hall and it's just a, quiet. Everyone knows each other in the hall and then they all turn around and it's someone they've never seen before mm-hmm. walking in. Yes. And then they're like, okay, let's ignore that person. And everyone just goes back to what they were doing. Yeah. And we did look into other playgroups in the area, but again, they were all affiliated with a church and some of them were on days that just weren't going to work with our schedule. So anyway, I digress. (laughs) And then, yeah, you start to really wonder. Well, what else can we do? <laughs> what else can we do? What other activities can we can we sign up for? Can we just go to a playground and well, make we a even, friend? <laughs> I remember that thought process too because Alberto's quite a social kid. Mm. The way and you are, you're very extroverted. I'm, a, I'm the complete opposite to mm. you. What we noticed was that Alberto was so engaging with the other children mm-hmm. and got nothing back in return. Yeah. He would often go up, will you play with me? And the kid wouldn't even respond. They'd just walk away. (laughs) And I think you saw as well in that environment, everyone that's there is just worrying about their own. Yeah, their own family, their own. And they're not really there to look for a new friend. (laughs) (laughs) Like like the the travel buddy that is going to, you know, be the godparents to your children and stuff like that. That's not what they've come to the playground for. And as much as you hear stories of it happening, it's very it's the exception of the rule. Mm. And I just remember Alberto every time, would you play with me? And the other kid's like, well, Silence. Why is this kid talking to me? Yeah. And they'd turn and go back to their parents. Alberto was like two. Sometimes now he takes toys, mm. like he'll take a few cars in his pocket, and that seems to coax some kids into friendship. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, here, here, play with my cars. Yeah, do you want to play cars with me? And then yeah. the other child's like, yes, I do. And they, they, you know, it's but a again, lot easier. It might bring the kids to play together, but mm-hmm. you very rarely will get the parents then becoming friends. Actually, do you remember that it, there's an episode of Bluey where Bandit takes the kids to the playground like in the morning and he makes a friend. Why does that happen in cartoons? Mm-hmm. And they're dogs, so they probably have more in common than- I feel like- we talk about Bluey a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. come up again. But it's I guess like it's a the- good reference point because people, a lot of people have seen it, right? Yeah, and it's also, I really like it. It's like a really kid's version of The Simpsons. I'm a big Simpsons fan. So mm. before we talk too much about The Simpsons, let's just take a break. The other thing a lot of people say is wait till they start school. Mm. You're going to make lifelong friends from school. Yeah. I get it. But as I said before, people are so wrapped in their own existence. Everyone's busy. Both parents work most of the time these days. So there's not a lot of time outside. That it just, when we started kindy, I really thought, yeah, we'll, we'll be on here. Because they're the same age group. Yeah. They, they're going to make friends at school. They'll be invited to parties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been invited to a few parties. Yeah. But it hasn't really been that, wow, 
Like, look at all these friends that we're going to have off the back of it, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's definitely our experience is that Alberto talks a lot about his friends at school, but that's, that's as far as it his goes. friends at school. Um, he has sometimes brought up going to a friend's house or something like that. And we've kind of encouraged like, oh, if you're allowed to, you can ask that friend. Uh, but yeah, again, nothing ever comes from that. I remember one time he talked about how he was going to go over someone's house and mm-hmm. they were going to, what were they going to do? The the friend's mum was going to take them yeah, to that's right. the friend's house for a sleepover and <laughs> they'd been planning it that one afternoon Alberto was going to hop in On a Thursday, a day doesn't yeah, even go Thursday, to school. He's just going to hop in the car with, with them and go. It was quite funny. And then you think, oh, yeah, maybe if we might bump into that parent, maybe we'll make that happen. Mm. And then it just it never goes past the conversation stage. Yeah. It just always becomes a great idea that nothing ever gets followed through on. Mm. And it goes back to that being busy. We've been invited to a few parties, though. Like, we've been invited to maybe four, only been able to go to two. Yeah. But there was something... Being someone from a school that goes to a child's birthday party, it's a bit weird. I don't know if you've... You you haven't experienced it yet because I've taken him to both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tend to stay home. They're generally through Rosina's nap, mm. so I tend to ones with her and, and Alberta goes. Yeah, and what I found was really, especially now with this age group, that there's a lot of family there. Mm. And the family and the brothers of the the parents, they all have kids and mm. their kids are there. And it's like there's lifelong friends that come with their children and- mm-hmm. You bring, you're from school, you bring there and there's maybe like one or two other kids from from the kindy there and you're just awkwardly standing there Mm. eating the food. Like, i got to eat the food (laughs) because they're putting it out. But, you know, you do your best. You talk to the parents while you're there. You really try and and get in. But then once the pattern of the party is settled into, what do you do? Like. The parents and the friends, the lifelong friends, they all sit down with each other. They all have their, let's remember about this time we did this. And Mm. you're like, oh, I wasn't there for that. I've only (laughs) known you for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's so great that they have that dynamic, that they've got. Oh, it's it's great. It really is great. It's just hard when you're the person that doesn't. And that you're trying to find a way to create this community for you and your children to have more of a social life and more of time for your kids to bond and learn from another child that's not in your family. Like it's it becomes really, really challenging in those particular situations because they're all comfortable. They're all they know they're gonna see each other in a, a week, two weeks' time. And then there's just you. <laughs> just you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be there for that because, mm. again, I've known you for 20 minutes. So, yeah. And then what do you do? Follow them on social media? Yeah, it's a like, bit, it's that's a, a bit, bit of a gray area. It's a bit of a weird one, that one. Like, could you just randomly stalk them? And like, it seems um, maybe people do. 
Maybe maybe that's the ticket. Maybe that's what we're missing. We're just uncomfortable about doing that. Yeah, because I think about that and I'm like, oh, that seems a little bit too forward. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I came to your kid's birthday party, but following you on Instagram, that's a step too far. That's a little bit too much. I think that's where the line will get drawn. But then the school, you know, yes, maybe it's kindy. Maybe kindy because it's only three days a week. He doesn't have the chance to form the the weekly bond. Mm. Drop off and pick up times are all different for every parent as well. Like you're never there. Like Alberto's got this one friend at school that he, him, them two, just all they, that's all they talk about. Mm. But the crossover times and pick up times don't always align. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to then strike up that balance. And then I thought, oh, maybe school, maybe when he starts prep. But the way drop-off zones work, you don't, yeah. I don't even know if there's even going to be time for that. Yeah. I found that a lot of schools around where we live have a one lane in each direction and all the traffic just gets funneled through the set-down drop-off area. There's Parents aren't allowed to hop out of the car. It's just like literally dropping the kids off. So when do you then – meet anyone well it's kiss and go isn't it that's pretty much what they call it Mm. the one we drove past where we're actually sending alberto to school next year and there was a sign that said have your family name in the window Mm. when you're coming to pick up your child yeah as if to say we need this process to be butter bing butter boom you know what i mean (laughs) you know you come through the names there shove the kid in the car and off you go yeah so i think we're going to try something a little bit different my parents live around the corner from the school. So I think you said that you were just going to try and park there and then walk in. Yeah. I think I'm not in a rush. I don't have to, I mean, not every day anyway, I won't be in a rush. So I have the ability to do that. And I think it'd be a nice thing to do a little bit nostalgic of walking your kid up to their class and not just dropping them off with a teacher out of the car. Um, so, we'll see how we go with that, I yeah, guess, I suppose. so I'm, I'm open yeah. <laughs> to it. If you're listening to us and you see us around there, like, we'll be your best friends. <laughs> we'll be your best. We'll we'll cook for you. We'll no. no, no, we won't clean up after you or anything like that. But, you know, we'll have you over for dinner. Like, my wife makes a really good lasagna. Like, it's delicious. Mm. You know, we've got that going for us. Very authentic. Be our friends. But in all seriousness... I think we've come to a place where we can understand that, again, going back to our favorite saying is quality, not quantity. So we're trying to make sure that the time we do spend with people that have kids and and that family social time is really good time versus trying to get more of it. Yeah, we do have a small network, a really good, tight network with some friends that have kids, Mm -hmm. especially now that Alberto's a bit older, it kind of lines up and fits a lot better too. Yeah. And he adores those friends. Like he is absolutely in love with playing with them. Yeah. Which has been really, really nice. But I think what we hope for out of the future is having that like absolute one-to-one, like when, when you think of them, you think of the other people, like Mm. they're really associated with you and, they're like your besties. Yeah. I think we do want that out of a future and it's just a matter of where it comes from, really. The good thing is, is that 
we started Alberto in football this year. And that has been a really nice experience to put him into. Mm-hmm. So let's just take a break and we'll talk about that when we come back. So football has kind of been a little bit bucking the trend for us so far with what we've experienced with socialising in particular. Yeah. But we were worried. Mm. We started we started him in club football this year because last year we tried him in one of those little tiny programs that they have like on a Sunday morning. Non-competitive, it's just kick around. Super like... It's just there for fun. There's no real learning involved and no skill involved. It's just, here's a ball. Why don't we play some silly games? Mm. It's half an hour. Let's go home. And what we found from that with regards to social was, again, it was kind of like swimming. Yeah. People would rock up. They'd, they'd be there for half an hour. They'd all sit around. They'd watch. And then as soon as it finished, they'd pack up and leave. Yeah, they'd sit independently. Like yeah. They wouldn't in- engage with it anyone else and sometimes the parents were actually having to be there with the child on the field so even the kids weren't socializing with one another yeah so we took that away and we were really apprehensive around the social aspect we thought it could be different but we only had that experience to base it off the thing that held me with some confidence is i grew up playing football And I knew what I was able to get from it from a social aspect. And then what I saw it do for my dad in particular, where he built a social network of friends of me playing. Mm -hmm. So we really were like, this this is a good chance, an opportunity for Alberto to grab some friends and we kind of go with that. Mm-hmm. along with the journey. And it's a joint passion, yes. I guess, as well. So they will continue going back. It It's not just, yeah, like this 30-minute little fun program on the side. It's something that's a little bit it's, more serious. It's a bit more serious. And with mm-hmm. kids that start at four, mm-hmm. four and five, you know that they're there to be serious about it. Yeah. So you know you have common ground already yeah. in that aspect because you don't just put, a four-year-old into a club football program if they're not going to be wanting to stick around doing it. Mm -hmm. So we went in with some really high expectations. And I think one of the other really great things about it is that they're all in their age groups as well. So again, like you're, he's interacting with kids his own age. We're interacting with parents that have kids that age. The thing that we found ended up happening was the thing we thought would happen with the other things we tried, which was swimming and play group and the the football program the year before, is that he would start to naturally develop his own little friendships mm. within the team or within the training. And then the parents would notice, come and talk to us, and we would start to develop a bit of a social friendship. And they can kick the ball around after. Yeah. Like they know a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people did leave straight away after. But then as Alberto started creating these friendships, we would stay back and just have a little chat at the end, 10, 15 minutes of the kids playing. Like it was it wasn't such a rush to leave. It's been really nice. Mm. And I think the other thing that really accelerated the social aspect too with us with, with football is once you stopped breastfeeding while we were there. 
Oh, that was really hard at the yeah. start because how old was Racina when that when we started? She was seven months, maybe. Yeah, around about that. And I was exclusively breastfeeding um, up until around that time. So yeah, it, <laughs> somehow it always just fell. The football training fell at a time where I'd need to feed her, and I guess it's sort of an unapproachable thing to be doing because you know it's. I guess people consider it private, or they don't want to. Disturb you. Disturb the, you or the baby, you know, drawing the baby's attention away from what it needs to be doing. Well, I, I noticed that when I would come that after you stopped doing that, it became a lot more open. Mm. I think also we brought down this big giant mat yeah. <laughs> and Racina would start to play and there'd be other kids that would start to interact with her. Mm-hmm. And then those parents will come over and start talking to us about our daughter and ask us about Alberto. Yeah. And before you know it, right at the end of the season one that finished a few weeks ago, we've got little friends that we can talk to. Yeah. You know, we all get, ask each other how about our week or what we mm-hmm. did on the weekend and we start to really develop that friendship. Yeah. Which has been really, really nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to really seeing where the football train can take us. Mm-hmm. Because it's consistent. There's a long season. Mm-hmm. It's you. I remember when I played football, there's story time with Dan. I remember after a game on a Saturday, you go, can I go to this person's house or can they come play at my house? And you'd start to develop the little friendships with the kids and the parents would be involved in that. Yeah, and I think as well the club we go to in particular is very encouraging of socialising after. So often on a Friday they put on a sausage sizzle to keep people there, keep them engaged and interacting with one another and and also with the club itself, with the coaches and the figureheads, I guess, of the club, like the people that are Figureheads makes it sound so official, like we're <laughs> in the CEO's called? office at an 80,000 seat stadium. Just the committee members. Yeah, committee. They, there we go. Members. We found the right word in the end. Yeah. And I think it, it, it creates a social community for the club mm. and then keeps mm-hmm. you involved and you can start to get to know the other parents, what they do. Like, hey, you want to mind helping me out? That's one thing I really loved about the football community when I played was – once the parents all knew each other, everyone had a certain speciality or special sort of profession. And if someone needed an electrician, they go, oh, this person at the club, he's a sparky, he'll help you mm. out. And you get this really huge network of support yeah, because you're involved in something that fosters community spirit. Yeah. Wow, really going evangelistic about it. <laughs> but I would just but say- this is what works for us. This yeah. Is, yeah. So we can really see the seedlings planted for this- now with he's only four and a half Mm. so i'm just really excited when we continue to grow with the club and the same kids come back and year on year the kid the kids develop with each other and they they make rep squads or they they you know make state teams whatever it may be that there could be some lifelong friends to be made off the back of it Mm -hmm. because socializing you know i've as much as we want to socialize with the parents what I've noticed with football is Alberto socializing with so many different kids. Yeah. It's been so cool. Yeah, it's so nice. You know, the the ones that he gets to stay back with and play with afterwards is also really cool. Mm. Like, one, it gets him closer to bedtime. <laughs> so, <laughs> so football finishes and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, look at that. We're home now. And, oh, it's pretty much bath bed. bed. Bath and yeah. bed. Off you go. 
And two, it just builds his social confidence. Yeah. But it's one thing we've never really been worried about is his social confidence. Mm -hmm. He's always been a very social child, hasn't he? He has. And this is, he was born and he had his first couple of years pre-COVID. And I remember as he, when he was a baby, we had a really strong direction of we wanted him to be passed around a lot. We wanted him to be comfortable with other people and interacting and to be to be able to talk to anyone, I guess. Mm. Um, and then, you know, we can definitely see a difference with Rosina is that she's, you know. A bit more born, timid, a bit more timid. Well, yeah, she was born in COVID times. Like we weren't able to leave the hospital, have um, guests or visitors. Yeah, yeah, visitors to to the hospital either. Like it was just the two of us in the room and that was pretty much it. Um, so she didn't get passed around anywhere near as much. And you can really see a difference in her comfortability with people. She's only just sort of started to open up more to even our parents. Yeah. Because it's been so separate, I guess. Well, we were. We, we couldn't really... I think there was a few lockdowns thrown in there as well where mm -hmm. we couldn't leave our house and people couldn't come and visit us. And that does shape her because you could see the difference immediately with Alberto. Mm -hmm. We were never worried about his ability to socialise. Even when he started school, uh, I think it was, no, no, he didn't start school, but like or the daycare mm -hmm. when he was three, the teachers were amazed that he was speaking so confidently to everyone. They, mm -hmm. they assumed he'd already been in daycare for, for a year or two. Mm. So we were never worried about his ability to socialise and make friends. The thing we've noticed off the back, though, is that it just doesn't extend out to the families or it hasn't so far in a majority of settings where he's comfortable socialising with his people that he sees every day. But anything that comes outside of that for us to be able to be involved in, it just hasn't been there as much as we probably would have liked. It's coming. It's coming. It's <laughs> we're starting school next year, right? That's what they say. That's <laughs> that what they the say. Next milestone, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think it's just things change in the world, and it's not like it was when we were growing up. I guess it's it's just different. Well, these days. You go to a playground or you go to a play group or you go to swimming lessons, people are on their phones. Mm. They're entertaining themselves in other ways and they, you kind of sense that people aren't wanting to be bothered when they're there. They just want the activity to be done with and they want to go. Yeah. And that's fine. The one place I don't see that is when we go to football. Yeah. I kind of see a willingness for everyone that's there to really engage with what's going on. Mm -hmm. So. We're definitely gonna gonna keep that up as we go forward. I think it's been a, a nice topic to discuss, though. Light and breezy. Light and breezy, because socialising as parents, you know, there's a whole other topic that which we're not going to get into today is socialising without your children. Where do you get the time to do that? Mm. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not elaborate because we could we could basically extend this podcast episode out to double the length. But ultimately, we've really found a nice – well, we've got hope for the future. Yeah. With what we've got going on. 
So let's uh, take a break and we'll, as always, give you our top tips for socialising with families. Now, you wanted to go first. You had a tip which you wanted to start with. Yeah, I think my tip is just don't take it to heart. Don't be upset or offended if you go in and you try really hard to connect and to make these friendships and nothing comes of it. I think that it's really important to to keep trying and to to just find what works for you as you in yourself, but also for your family. And yeah, it, it can, I guess, hurt your feelings sometimes or make you think, oh, what's wrong with me? But there's nothing wrong with you. And do you, you know, you've got to remember, like, do you want to be friends with someone that doesn't align with you as well? So maybe it's just like, it's a mutual. Doesn't work situation. Yeah. Mutual, like opposite of a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) What is, what would be, what's the phrase for opposite of a vibe? I'd really, really love to know what that is. Because I think it sounds like there'd be a good word for it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a word for it. It has to be. It's 2022. We've got a word for everything. (laughs) I can't think of it. But, yeah, I think just don't take it to heart. Um, Most people aren't going out there to exclude you or to not befriend you. It's just. It's not high school anymore. Yeah, and it's just sort of how it is. Some people don't have the capacity to, to add a friend or to interact at that time of day because they've come from work or they're, you know, got to drop one kid here and take another to another thing. And, you know, there's many, many reasons. And it's nothing, it's not about you is my tip, I guess. My, yeah, advice. Perfect. My advice off the back of that is it's more of a thing that worked for us, but I feel like it can be broadly applied and work for a lot of people is align with a sporting club or a a club that has a really strong community feel to it. It might not be Mm. sport. It might be like, it might just be something that has a community aspect about it. Yeah. Where there's kids that have a similar age bracket to your children Mm -hmm. and something that you can grow with. So you can say, I'll see you next year after this season's over or, or we'll see you next week. Something where there's a continual touch point where everyone is there for the same reason. Everyone's there for a bit of a common goal, which is for their children to improve at something or mm-hmm. uh, like they, they're in the same team together and they grow together. Yeah. It could be something like dance yeah. as well. Or if your child plays a musical instrument. Or That's another perfect you, example. You yep. would sign them up to a class to play together like a band. You do the solo lessons potentially as well, but that, socializing aspect of being in a band in a a band like, yeah yeah you, know you, what I you mean? said band a few times <laughs> but do you know what i mean mm. not like a rock band <laughs> we all understand we're picking up what you're putting down yeah I, the other aspect i want to make about that is yeah it doesn't have to be a, a sport in particular and it isn't things like swimming lessons swimming lessons is more of a isolated thing that you do individually but a swimming club 
mm. where you go and your your kids are competing and they're training and mm. you know probably a bit older a bit older mm. it all ends up aligning together yeah so that's where i think a, fo- a sports club and for us a football club was something that really worked and a tip that i would pass on and that usually doesn't come about until they are four or five yeah so whilst you might be listening with kids younger than that and you're maybe wondering yourselves when it's going to happen i feel like we're the people that told us oh it'll happen eventually and we were like when now mm. we're at that point where we kind of can see where it will happen yeah. and now we're saying to you that it will you just yeah. you just got a matter of finding what works like what peter said finding what works for you and your family and for us it was a community football club and that is it for this week. Yeah. It's uh, it's always nice to talk about light and breezy sort of topics like this. You yeah. don't have to get too heavy. Mm-hmm. So that was, a, that was a good change of pace for some of the other topics we've had so far, so far, yeah. so far this season. But we always want you guys to engage with us in social media. So... Mm. Go and find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Parent Sesh. Maybe comment on something about the opposite of a vibe. Like, Yeah, <laughs> please <laughs> please let us know what I'm the opposite of a vibe word is. Can't think of anything. Because we're, we're sitting here, it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night, and have got no clue. So if you know what the opposite of a vibe is, just drop us a line. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be happy to, happy to, to talk to you about it. Uh, Thank you very much. As always, loved having you with us and have a good week and we'll hear from, you'll hear from us in a week's time. See you next week. See you next week.